three, two, one. where we take your favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. I'm your host, Mike Booch, and I'm sitting here with my co-host today. Introduce yourself, sir. I'm Joseph Thompson. Thank you very much for having me here today, Michael. No problem. Thanks for hosting me here at Politipop Studios, which is super advanced. Studio. It's like the most advanced thing you could ever have. We literally took my balcony table and just threw it in my bedroom because the living room sound was much worse than this. I think I, the other studio, that's Studio B, is Studio A. It's not the living room. Uh, so since this is the introductory episode, I'd like to do a quick little overview about uh, what people can expect from this podcast. This is uh, kind of something I've wanted to do for a really long time, and it was <laughs> it was uh, launched by the Trump election. <laughs> you know, I've been talking a, lot, a long time about doing a podcast like this, and after the Trump election, I found myself posting a lot on Facebook, being all indignant and getting into arguments with being people. Being one of those people. I was being one of those people, and uh, I figured that's not very constructive. And so here we are now. Uh, so the whole point of this podcast really is to take all the favorite things that we love, uh, comic books, movies, TV shows, music, books, uh, wh- whatever it is, and discuss different themes that are presented within. How can we relate it to the world around us? Uh, different political happenings or, or social issues, and uh, and that's pretty much the whole reason why I'm doing this. Uh, you know, I, personally, I tend to lean a little bit more to the left in my political and social views. I don't like to refer to myself as a liberal uh, overall. Uh, you know because I don't want anyone to think that this is all leaning one way. And the whole point is to have on people that have uh, different views than myself so we can discuss these things. And it's not just, you know, people getting angry at each other all the time, but there's a point to it. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, what I was going to say, because it's ironic how you say you lean left, and I'm more of a person that that's very much middle right. Like, I will not, you know, you know, that's just my opinion. That's great, the fact that both of us are still friends, even though, you kind of recently just gotten into politics, and I've like had my views for a little while. You know, even going back to when I first met you, you were kind of just like, you know, Batman. Yeah, that was and pretty now, much like, the, the only the, political the, belief I had. And then the evolution of just you as a person and your personality really I should have done that. Getting into uh, you know, getting into politics and really forming your own opinion, and you know, getting educated and doing a lot of research, which is what we kind of did for this first podcast, which is really cool too. Was you know, researching what we're going to talk about. And then also, also when you talked about like bringing uh, like other comics and music and stuff like that, something you started doing, which I started doing now, I picked up for you, is just like listening to like NPR and like a bunch of stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, I'll, like I'll be at work and uh, like when I get in, there's nothing. When my radio show comes on from twelve to three, the only thing I listen to at work religiously uh, is a sports course, is a sports talk show. But other than I listen to like NPR, just like stuff like that, and listen to people talk about stuff, and I'm like, I don't agree with that. I don't see it. Or you know what? I do see it. And, that, and that's really the whole point, because you you construct a really good argument, and it frustrates me a lot of times, uh, but it's a way of making me see differently, and that's something that I'm a, that, that I'm a fan of, uh, because that, that I feel is more constructive, and it's something that I've noticed these past couple years with, uh, you know, my girlfriend, her family 
is uh, very hardcore, right-leaning, conservative Republicans. And yet when I talk to them about certain issues, we tend to have the same view on things. Because I think there's just like the stigma or the notation of, and it's any group of people that you look at, where you'll be like, all right, well, anyone that voted for Trump is, you know, a racist and they're, you know, misogynist and they're, they're all these other negative connotations. And then there are the very, I don't know, not putting numbers or anything, but there is a sector of people that voted for Trump that isn't happy with the way the government is running right now. They want to quote unquote drain the swamp. They want to, you know, lower taxes. They want to get out of trade deals. There is a small part of, or a big part of, I, I don't know yet, but mm-hmm. there is a part of the sector that voted for that man that agrees with that and that's why they voted for him and that part that voted for him was the one that got him elected and a lot of those people the way he i feel like he got elected is because those people were suppressed by people saying oh if you support trump you know you are a racist you are a misogynist and they would be attacked like if you went to a bar or something like that and oh i'm voting for trump or you're voting for the racist or you're voting for this and you know i'm not saying the guy is x y or b but i just feel like that group of people where I may or may not have been in that camp at one point. It was if I said I agreed with something with Trump, it's just you're a racist. All right, cool, whatever. You know, he grabs girls by the pussy. He, you know, he does whatever he says he's going to do and, you know, build a wall and get the Mexicans. Are you perfect? Have you never grabbed a pussy in your life? (laughs) (laughs) Consensually. Uh, But, yeah, I really want to piggyback off that because uh, in my quest to kind of see what other viewpoints are, uh, I've actually been looking up videos of, you know, more conservative views and just seeing like, okay, where are you coming from? And a, a recurring theme that I see is there are people that are afraid to speak their minds because as soon as they do, a liberal will get on their case. And instead of starting the argument like, oh, well, I see your opinion and I would like to just present this other uh, view yeah. to you. It's always like, oh. You fucking suck. You're wrong. You're a racist. You're this. You're that. And I'm not gonna lie. I've been that person too. And I'm not. A, I'm not proud of it. I'm not a fan of it. But you know, I'm. I'm. I'm looking to 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 move forward and to see what those other opinions are because you're not gonna change anyone's mind by insulting them. Yeah, I think. I think now more than ever, being an independent um, or labeling yourself an independent is harder than ever because the only voices that you hear are the extreme rights and the extreme lefts. You never hear anyone on tv or mainstream media or anything like that it's just like you know this is what the right says this is what the left says and then even when you look at media when they say the independence like the two big names i hear right now that quote unquote represent independence are jill stein and bernie sanders and, <laughs> and you know they're they're just like all right well who's the biggest name of this party and they they represent a small fraction of what at least I as an independent believe in. I like stuff from the left. I like stuff from the right. I like stuff in the middle. It's just all, and I'm aware no candidate is ever gonna be my perfect candidate. Mm-hmm, of course. Or no, anyone in politics is anyone gonna be perfect. I'm well aware no one is gonna agree with or disagree with everything that I agree and disagree with. It's just so hard to have a conversation or so hard to even talk with someone from either side without them saying, Oh, you like, um, you know, you're for Social Security, you're for reformed healthcare, you're a socialist, you're, uh, you know, you support all this stuff. Or if I'm like, you know, I really think we should make the government smaller, there are way too many positions, why do we have 420 or whatever the electoral college number is now? What is it, 520? You needed 270 to win, so you need 520. Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. Why do you need 
500 and something people in Congress to, you know, why does New York need 38 delegates? Like, that's a lot of people doing the job. I feel like just cut it in half. That's it. Now we got seven. Great. I'm fa- I'm a fan of that. Like, well, I mean, the Supreme Court justices are what? Nine? Yeah, nine. So there you go. <laughs> and not, nine is a number. Good, yeah. You know, nine is a good number. And we shouldn't have so many people in Congress. We shouldn't have so many people in Congress for so long keeping the same position. You know, senators and local Congress people like... Back in my hometown where my parents are from, the same lady has been in power for almost 22 years that she's had that position. That's about my lifespan. I like. I want to follow up on that real quick because to roughly quote my girlfriend's father while we were at a barbecue, uh, like I said, he's, he's, he's very conservative in his ways, but he said things are changing. And, you know, when I was a kid, a, a black guy and a white woman couldn't be seen walking down the street together. Otherwise, they'd get their asses kicked. Now that's the norm, and old fucks like me have to realize that and 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 move forward with these changes or get run over by the future, and then and then I made a mistake by saying, "Wow, you should run for president," and then he <laughs> said, "He said, yeah." Also, he followed up by saying, "Also, uh, prison cells are way too comfortable. If you can fit eight people in there, I want sixteen people in there. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be having a good time." And I was like, "All right, well." That's a whole other thing, and uh, you know we'll be talking about the prison industrial complex much further on down was, the line. Oh, so that's a whole other topic. Yeah, that's for a whole, whole other day, a whole other episode. Someone who's worked yeah. in homeless shelters before the fact that I was like, you're probably better off in prison than in this homeless shelter is something to say. It really, wow, that's great, and wow, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to explore that at another point. Uh, so another quick bit about me, and then we'll get on to today's topic. Uh, once again, I'm Mike Booch. I'm going to be hosting all these episodes. Uh, and you may be wondering, okay, well, why me? Uh, what, you know, what qualifies me? And really, the answer is nothing. Uh, my education, I, uh, I, I have a bachelor's degree in American studies. Uh, so, actually, it, it kind of does involve a lot of political uh, studying. It's, it has a lot of media studying in there and things can I, like that. Can I just chime in? Go. You were the guy freshman year of college where I had to literally reenact the Revolutionary <laughs> War for you in a study lounge one time because you were like, what What was the Revolutionary War? And I literally put on like a little place kit for you. So, you know, maybe, you know, put that into perspective when you... Yes. Uh, you know, hey, you know, if you're the same person five years from now than you are today, you know, then there's no growth. Not only did you reenact the Revolutionary War, but you reenacted it as per uh, The Patriot starring Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Of course, I mean... So that was, that was very Is that well not done. everyone's recollection of the Revolutionary yeah. War, where he has, like, the tomahawk and he's just going crazy? Slow motion yeah. throwing that tomahawk. Yeah. Oh, and then he, uh, he melts down his uh, son Heath Ledger's chest pieces into bullets. Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, Politipop. Politipop. Except that reference is like, what, 16 years old now? Something A little like bit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, pop culture, that's what we're all about. So another, uh, you know, not really qualification I have is I am a huge nerd. I'm really big into movies, big into music. I'm a huge comic book guy. Uh, you know, now, if you want to talk politics, that will divide a room right there. Are you more Marvel? Are you DC? I'm a little bit all over the place. I, I'm really more a fan of the stories and the characters than I am of the specific brand. I like my Image, I like my Marvel, I like my DC, uh, I like my Vertigo, you know, I like uh, anything in between. Boom Studios, uh, you know, they did Irredeemable, a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, I, I do qualify myself as a feminist. I would not say that I'm the kind of person that's going to hop on you as soon as you say something that may be considered misogynist or sexist. Uh, instead, I'm more than willing to talk that out with you. 
and be like, all right, well, what did you mean by that? And this, and, and you know, maybe I can change your mind. Uh, religious views. I am, I consider myself an atheist, not to the point that I'm going to be hassling every single person that says, oh, I believe in God. I'm like, oh, you know, the Catholic Church, this and and this and that, and you know, you shouldn't believe in God because of this. My, my views are honestly. If you believe in something, just just do the right thing and be a good person. I'm not a fan of extremists in any religion or in any views or, or social belief camp. Do you have anything to follow up that way? Or that? Yeah, I was just coming from me, who again was very the opposite almost ten years ago. You know, really, you know, religious background and stuff like that. And then oh yeah, going super. To, going to like you know religious school won't divulge into what thing, but yeah, and then just learning a lot about religion, and then even. I think going into one one class my senior year, I had a world religions, a world religions and cults class, which is probably something that was amazing. And then now here I am now, just like yeah, stuff happens. Hey, it's you know it's always good to learn about everything. There was, there was something like you know my belief is there was something there was nothingness, and then there was something. So something caused something to happen. Yeah, and you know, and people are still debating what was it. That's kind of a whole other topic yeah, yeah, as well, yeah, no, you know. No topic, yeah, uh, you know, but my my basic view is just, regardless of where we came from or regardless of where we end up after we're dead, just try and uh, and do your best while you're in between there. Okay, try and be a good person regardless. Uh, and um, just to clarify, I am not a professional political commentator in any sense of the word. Not yet. Yeah, yes, not, not yeah, until right. you get some crazy cult following. No, I, like Mike, yeah. Mike Booch on the Paletta Pop podcast. He says said, this, and it's it's law. <laughs> he said he said Batman could beat Aquaman with one arm and half a leg. Wait, would an Aquaman have a half a leg and one arm, or would Batman, Batman have one? Batman. And you'd be able to beat a full-bodied Aquaman. Yeah. Well, yeah, duh. And it's still kind of unfair <laughs> to Aquaman, uh, depending on who's riding him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're kind of huge nerds here. And uh, I also uh, do stand-up comedy once in a while. Uh, it's something I, I've gotten into in the past few years. I've been very on and off with it. Uh, my views on comedy, your job is to make people laugh, to make people think. Not necessarily to, uh, quote, offend people. Uh, you know, just, just be smart. You know, I, I try to be smart about my jokes. I used to think that it was all about, okay, let's talk about racism and rape and really push the envelope. Coming in potato salad or whatever it was, coleslaw. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's a whole other thing. We thought that uh, was your best joke at one time. That was a at sad. one time it was my best joke. <laughs> <laughs> it took a little bit, um, but yeah. So uh, basically, if you're just if you're just here to you know to hear about different things that you may like uh, normally, pop culture stuff, and if you want a different view on it, a different spin, different opinion. Uh, at the end of the episode, I'll be talking about where you can reach us if you may agree with us or if you may disagree with us, and that's that's fine. You know, uh, feel more than happy to reach out to us. Just keep it civil, and uh, you know we'll do the same on our end. You definitely. Uh, uh, there isn't well, when there is an episode next one, you know, I don't know if I'll be here, but Mike will definitely uh, read out the tweets and the emails and the the whatever way you contact people now instagram i don't whatever you kids use nowadays there's, there's too many social medias now i just miss when there was myspace and then when that went it was facebook and then facebook was just poking girls to figure out which one and which one wanted to like hook up with me and stuff like that now there's way too much going on, on facebook. Well, yeah poke can mean anything now um well, that being said i mean if you want to uh become a regular guest host whatever 
So me, your, your show, man. Let me we'll, know. We'll, we'll, see, we'll figure it out. We'll see how it goes, Joe. All right, <laughs> Depending so that... how, how the studio and and eighty percent of the recording equipment are. Uh, yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see in... how that goes. All right. Yeah, because you you pretty much are housing everything right now. I just brought the mic, and uh, and, and this yourself. mic myself. <laughs> yes. All right. So that being said, today's uh, today's pop today's bit of pop culture is going to be. Uh, it's a little ways off, but Dave Chappelle's uh, triumphant return in which he had a monologue. He had a whole episode where he was hosting SNL. Uh, The episode premiered, I believe, the week of the election. Yeah, November 12th was the actual air date of the Saturday Night Live. All right, of the episode. So so it's a little ways off, but it's still very relevant, and he touched on a lot of different issues. Uh, You know, the whole point of uh, of this, actually, Joe, it was your idea, right? Yeah, because his, well, I just, uh, I remember that was a, a whole bunch of people were over my place, and we had a little Friendsgiving thing. And I remember I was like, guys, like I need to watch Dave Chappelle's return because it was his first time really coming back to mainstream media. Yes. His first time really coming back to TV. And I don't know if a lot of people know this. Uh, Dave Chappelle was doing comedy. And if you went into one of his comedy shows, you weren't allowed to have your phone on you. They literally coat checked your phone. Yes. So you couldn't record or do anything that Dave Chappelle was doing. So this was really the outside world's first look at what Dave Chappelle has been doing since he had that big hiatus. And... Boom, boom. Sorry, we're in the middle of a high-speed chase right now. Uh, right outside Politipop Studios, there's, there's there's some automotive action, so if you hear anything, you know, uh, we, we are in New York. Yeah. Not in the city, <laughs> but we are technically considered the state of New York. There's so many things going on. Yeah, and, uh, uh, but and, yeah so he made his return to ma- mainstream. Yeah, and anyway, I thought, you know, all right, Dave Chappelle's coming back, and then when people realized it, I think they announced, like, a week or two before Dave Chappelle's doing... SNL and everyone got so excited about it and that was like the two hour reaction and then it set into people on the internet and on my social media that it was like holy crap this is gonna be Dave Chappelle the first SNL post election and I was like wow and then I remember I was talking to you because South Park has also been doing their whole thing for the last two seasons yeah and I was like well I gotta like as me as a person I was like I have to see what South Park says I have to see what Dave Chappelle is gonna say because this Mm -hmm. is all big people and what they say is what a lot of people are going to believe you know what that's that's very true because i think we take for granted uh, as to how often celebrities have uh, an impact on what we think and how we think uh and sometimes that's like that's the only sources i've actually i've started papers for college with louis ck quotes and stuff like that and what well, you know, my first year, a lot of my quotes were all Batman quotes. The Batman and philosophy book, but it yes. fits so in with that class. Oh, I really did. The it, Manuel Kant and uh, yeah. the other John guy. Stuart Mill. Yeah, utilitarianism. Uh, I'm gonna try and get her on the show, by the way, uh, Mandy Friskin. Keep me out of the room. Gonna... Don't, don't do it here. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Don't, don't do it in the Politipop studio. We need a remote recording yeah. session. Uh, um, sacred ground, like a church or something. Yeah, me and that lady in the same room, it's just like. Uh, it's like when Stone Cold uh, stunned Donald Trump. That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> Dude, first president to get Stone Cold stunned. How I excited guess, are you about that? Um, my, I'm ecstatic, <laughs> man. Just totally ecstatic. Sorry, I'm trying to look something up right now. All right. Uh, uh, but yeah, so where did you want to start? Um, I wanted to start. I don't want to make clicky noises, but I guess the first thing he, he really... Well, I guess, the, I guess my big point was um, he had a whole skit about 
black lives versus blue lives. I think that was like okay. the big talking point. Like it wasn't the first thing he talked about, but it was the one thing I wanted to talk about the most because that's also something I have a strong opinion on. And pretty much he, he said something along the lines of, you know, um, you weren't born blue. You just wear a blue suit. If you don't want to be blue anymore, just take the suit off. And that's something that I actually 100% agree with. I feel like, okay. you know, I'm going to offend all of the cops in the world right now. But if you're a cop, you know what you sign up for. Like, you know there is a remote possibility you are going to have to whip out your gun and shoot someone. And you know there's a remote possibility that someone else is going to whip out a gun and shoot you. And that is a theme in many of my favorite things. If you look at possibly the greatest Christmas movie of all time, just to divulge <laughs> a little bit. Die uh, Hard? Yes. Die movie, Hard, yes. The movie Die Hard, where Reginald Bell Johnson plays... Oh, yes. Yeah, Reginald Bell Johnson uh, plays a, a, a cop who no longer has his gun because he shot it off as, at an innocent person. and He shot a kid. Yeah, he, he shot, shot a kid, actually. Kid. So what, what, he had a play toy. Yeah. Which, very, yeah, you keep yeah, doing very yours. Close keep to, doing yours. Which was... Again, that's happened how many times within the last two years where, I think was, it was, you're going to know better than me, it was Ohio or... Tamir Rice. Yeah. In an open carry state. Yeah. Where uh, people called, he was playing with a toy gun in a park, uh, people called the police to come and, uh, and investigate, they said, I think it's a toy, and uh, by the way, isn't Ohio an open carry state? I, I, I wouldn't know. I think that was one of the big things of it. Please do not quote us on this. If you find any uh, information to the Tweet contrary, us, tell us we're wrong. yeah, feel more than happy to do that. Okay, uh, but yeah. So the cop, it was in broad. Day- it's not funny at all. It's terrible. But it was in broad daylight. Uh, before even yelling at the kid or trying to reach out to him or talk to him, he pulled up straight to Tamir, shot him, and then when his sister rushed over, his fourteen-year-old sister came over uh, to defend him to see what happened. He threw her to the ground and held her, and it was a it was a whole thing, uh, and you know we later found out that the cop actually had a lot of emotional issues, and that he he had been uh, he had been kicked out of other precincts, and then they brought him into this one. He would cry at the gun range, which again brings me to you know, are our cops even you know qualified to do the job that they do? And one of the big things that I have that I haven't really told anyone my opinion on how cops should really work is I have never heard your opinion on yes, this. Yes, so which I'm this is about. this is my my theory on how cops and how it relates to the US Army and and stuff like that because a lot of people are really complaining about how veterans don't have jobs, how they come back from war and do all this other stuff. If we got rid of all of the police forces that just said, hey, you know what, we're going to have an army, and the army is going to be our police force internally in the United States as well as abroad of the United States. Obviously, I'm not going to give a, a New York City cop an M4 and tell him to, you know, go you know, go ham in Times Square have and you patrol. Been to Penn Station yeah, well, I mean, they have them there, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> where we are, not to, we're on an outskirt of the city. You know, I don't want my local police force running around with M4s with noob tubes on the bottom pretending it's Call of Duty <laughs> just shooting everything across the map. You know, the fact is I feel like people that... I, I feel like a cop is a fallback job for a lot of our people in New York. Like, yes, people... Dads are cops. That's great. I love the police force. I have family that is a police force. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like it's a primary option for a lot of people or our most intelligent citizens aren't becoming cops. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's the truth. And I think what you what you uh, touched on there, which was a really interesting point, and I never thought of this before, was taking veterans, taking people who are trained mm-hmm. intensely yep. 
to, uh, to, to, to follow protocol and train to use these weapons mm-hmm. as opposed to putting these weapons in the hands of somebody who may not be well trained in using them. And this, and this is something that I also want to get, uh, get on later. One of my, one of my best friends actually is a cop. Uh, this is his first year on the force uh, in the NYPD and he and I have butted heads with a lot of different things, mostly because of my Facebook post. But I'll never forget, there was one time where he told me, uh, or had asked me, because I have studied martial arts for, uh, for some time, for well over 10 years. In recent years, I really uh, fell off and let myself go. Uh, but but he, you know, he said to me, uh, he said, hey, you know, maybe you could teach me some, uh, some self-defense moves and stuff like that. And I said, didn't you just get out of the academy? Yeah, when they teach you that. Yeah, and that's six months. And he goes, oh, well, they taught us a lot of basic stuff. And... In, in that case, that, that's very frightening because usually when a cop kills a person uh, who, you know, who, who is unarmed or maybe they weren't supposed to kill them, and that's not to say every time a cop shoots someone, it's not uh, warranted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, that, that that does happen. And that's, oh, God, there's so many other ways we can go with this, right? We got to stay on track Stick on We have to stay on track. But they say they were in fear for their life. And... That doesn't mean that, that that that's false. You know what I mean? Because if the only way you if you haven't been trained physically to handle someone who has a baseball bat, or to handle someone that has a knife, or to even handle someone who's like you know coming at you to punch you, or or trained yeah. to handle someone who has a mental illness, uh, then then you're fearing for your life. First thing you're going to reach for is going to be that gun. You're not going to say, all right, let me put this person in some uh, judo hold. I'm going to kimura mm-hmm. them. You know, first thing you're going to, your adrenaline is spiking when you think of Philando Castile, right? Yeah. Uh, he was the gentleman who was in the car. He said that he had a permit to carry yep. his gun. And if you look back at that video and he was shot in front of his girlfriend and her and her child, uh, the cop was freaking out. And I, and I felt just as bad for the cop because, like, he didn't know what to do. And that that's a problem. That the fact that cops don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle that situation. There's actually a, um, back again in my hometown... There's a uh, like a recruitment academy, and I could see them at one of my first jobs when I was cutting grass. I could see them running laps around the block, and I sat there and I said, "But what else do they do in the academy?" And I feel like it's just a bunch of textbook stuff, like you learn and you you learn protocol, you learn you know ten four and eighty six this, and I don't know any of the cop terms. Like you, learn, <laughs> you you know you learn the terminology to get you. you know, it's like taking a one on one course, like you yeah. take a Spanish one on one course, and you learn you the learn basics. hola, habla, yeah. And the fact that we're we have people trained that come back from the military, and we can put them up with a job where in 10, 15 years they have a pension. You know, they get a That's double a pension. True. There's a they're lot in of... a great. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, they're in a great gone. position to come back from war. And even if we don't send them to war, we have people just in military camps here constantly training. Why don't we put their skills out on the streets? Why don't we put them in places where they can help people be trained or? Even have these people training cops or, you know, have subdivisions or something like that. But I just feel like if I go to a cop, I went to some that went to high school with, they were in the remedial math class. You know, they were, <laughs> and I feel like, as I said before, they're, some of them are in our brightest and best, which is what we want representing America, which is yeah. what we want representing your state, which is what you want representing They're called yourself. New York's finest. They're called, every, you know, the finest, right? Uh I, I want to. You just reminded me of something because when you're talking about sending uh, sending veterans to uh, to to be police, it reminds me of the situation that's happening in Standing Rock right now, mm-hmm. where we actually have police who are armed 
with military-level equipment, uh, weaponry. It's not, I don't want, I'm going to call it what it is. It's weaponry, and they're using it, and it's not called non-lethal. It's called less lethal. Mm. You know, and they're, and it's, the, it's SWAT team gear. It's, yes. Because every, every state has their own, like, SWAT team and bomb defusal and, you know, yeah. a subdivision. Not a subdivision, but, like, a lesser national guard yeah. where they can let cops have a SWAT shield and do all that stuff. Exactly. And did you hear recently who was who, who's been going to stand with Standing Rock? Well, I know Bernie Sanders has been there, and I know. <laughs> yes, our hero, Bernie Sanders. Uh, but veterans. Veterans have self-deployed themselves to Standing Rock to stand with Standing Rock. And I think that that, that says a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about how it's been responded. I don't know if they're being hit with water hoses mm-hmm. now or they're being hit with concussion grenades and beanbags. And if they are or if they do... There should be a national outcry about it because mm-hmm. you know who do we bring up more uh, than vets, right? Yeah, that you know they say you know President Obama doesn't support the troops and you know person X Y Z supports the troops and you know President Elect supports troops, but that's always like the the go to argument when you're when you're talking about politics is mm-hmm. does this person support the troops and. You know, again, yeah. my father fought in Vietnam. My uncle fought in Vietnam. Oh, really? I, know. I didn't know yeah. that. Your dad's like Frank Castle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like I'm very familiar with you know people. My my uncle fought in World War Two. He has a silver something. I don't know exactly what it was, but I heard those are good. I heard those are good. <laughs> yeah, um, but you <laughs> know, all, all in these Army. people came back, and when they came back from war, none of them were working on Wall Street. None of them were working, you know, high high price jobs. My my dad came back and became a laborer. My uncle came back and became a laborer. All these people aren't, you know, he man came, just came back from war. Why isn't he a cop? Why isn't he still supporting people? Why isn't he still protecting our rights and protecting our freedoms? Isn't that what the cops are supposed to do too? That's that's a, that's a really great point. Uh, I think this is going to be the last thing I mentioned before I touch uh, before we move on to like further things with that. Um, because I really do want to have my friend on the show, mm-hmm. so that way he can give us more in depth. Okay, what do you go through when you go through training? Do you feel that it's enough? You know, and like, I think I think it would be great to get that that perspective. Uh, so we're um, we're talking about veterans, talking about people that come back. Uh, oh yeah, so there was a show that Ashton Kutcher and uh, oh my god, I forgot his name, but the guy that plays Hyde on that '70s show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, they both released a show on Netflix this past year that Ooh. my girlfriend and I were watching. It's a sitcom called the, It's called The Ranch. It has its moments. My girlfriend really likes it because she's all about the country life, and that's really what it is. And there's one episode. Ashton Kutcher he plays this uh, this pro football star that is uh, that I think he got injured. I think he actually played in Canada, uh, so he's living the beginning of the Rock's life. Uh, you know, he got um, we're wrestling nerds too. We're video game nerds. Seriously, give, like, give Ashton Kutcher five years and he gets jacked like the Rock. Pretty, I mean, it destroy could, Mila Kunis. It could happen. <laughs> Make a meal out of her coonies. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there's this episode where Ashton Kutcher goes to his high school reunion and he gets drunk and, and, uh, and he, he gets all depressed and he's leaving and he, uh, he's, he's driving on a mower, on a tractor, uh, and he gets pulled over by a cop. And, uh, and the cop is someone that he went to high school with. And he's like, hey, buddy, uh, you know, long time no see. And he goes, yeah, how did you become a cop? And he goes, well, you know, I wanted to go into college, but they didn't accept me. And then I decided to go into the military, but they didn't accept me. And then I decided to go work at this Wendy's, but I wasn't, I was underqualified, so I became a cop. You know, and for sure that has very, it, it's, it is very as, conservative. As bad as it sounds, like there is, some, again, as I talked to, as I brought out earlier before, it's not the 100% truth, but there is a fraction of that that, is the truth, and I feel like it's that fraction, that small fraction, that 
is unprepared that gets blasted yes. in in the media, and that's why they start coming up with with Blue Lives Matter to protect the people that can't do their job because they're they're combining the people every, that can. Yeah, okay. they're, you know they're putting all the cops in one. You know the same thing that people uh, like a monolith. Yeah, but but the same thing that people do with minorities and mm-hmm. and whites and everyone else. They're just putting them all in one group and say, okay, you're a cop. We're going to protect you, even though you're wrong. But because you're a cop, we have to protect you, and that shouldn't be the case in point. That you know this cop messed up. We should have ramifications. We should give them a test, see if they were qualified, see if they did get plunked out from Wendy's. As yeah. Someone, one of the two of us, may have worked at Wendy's. I may, I, I did quit Wendy's, but uh, it did. Oh, it still gave me some really good experience. I'm like, Wendy's is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, just that. But again, that that's so true. But it's just that minority. Like, there are cops that, you know, train their whole life and they want to be a cop and they want to do all that cool stuff, which is great. I salute them. I applaud them. I love them. I've never been pulled over. So, it's an I experience. haven't. Yeah, uh, I only got one ticket and that was not for having the permit on my car at college and I didn't even pay that. <laughs> so, who cares? Well, you just now, now, is there a uh, statute of limitations on that or are they going to come after you right now? I have no idea. Um, we'll, we'll figure out the Statue of Liberty on that and, and get statu- it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, uh, speaking of which, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say sponsors because we're not being sponsored by that but this episode is coming to you from a snake bite apple cider flavored whiskey uh because that's what i'm drinking right now <laughs> and joe uh i have a sam adams boston lager definitely they're not sponsored by us we're also sitting on ikea furniture so we'll give them a shout out too that's fine so every time you hear a creak in the background it's oh, because that's my... i shipped it <laughs> yeah i uh i built these chairs like two years ago with uh with my friend my other friend and we were just like just like our friends. Yeah. You slut. Sorry. Is that you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Anyway, good segue to our. Did you want to bring up a topic? Yes. And I, I, I kind of just wanted to close out on the whole um, Blue Lives Matter thing because. Oh, that's not us. That's somebody moving something that above us. Oh, yeah, that's my... Yeah, that's, that's definitely above us. My episode us. neighbors are actually a bowling alley, which is really cool. We have a bowling alley in the studio, so after this, we're going to go uh, shoot some 10-pin upstairs. And, oh, uh, pull it a pop lanes. <laughs> pull it a pop <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, uh, there's, there's a lot to go. But basically, the whole term, uh, Blue Lives Matter, as Chappelle says, he goes, it's it's not a life, it's a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was never really... A huge fan of it because the whole reason Black Lives Matter happened was because Black lives were not being treated like they mattered. Only in movies like Die Hard does somebody get put on a desk job because they accidentally shot someone that wasn't supposed to be shot. Uh, you also see it in the other guys starring Mark Wahlberg. That's and, right. Uh, Will Ferrell. That's that's true. What what do you get it put in the desk for? Because uh, he discharged. Oh, he shot Derek Jeter. Is what that's happened. right. He shot Derek Jeter. He was a biracial angel. <laughs> Should have shot him. Not, not, not exactly the same thing. Where Die Hard is actually yeah. a better reference, but you know. Well, he, he had a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that that's a whole other thing. But uh. But why is it only in movies that that, that that's mm-hmm. happening, um, and and in real life that you know they're 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 getting paid leave and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, which is your tax dollars by the way. Yes, and indeed it is. The thirty one percent that the government takes from you, just saying. Oh, numbers, nice. I didn't even have those numbers, uh, but the uh, you know but the whole point is um, after after a black person gets shot when they're not supposed to be shot, an unarmed black person 
uh, right away the media goes straight to, and they make a political statement to media without even thinking about it, or we're thinking about it. I'm going to say that, that that's on their, that's their fault. That's on them. Is that first thing they do is they, they find the worst pictures they can of this person, as opposed to a case with Brock Turner and a, a rapist. Okay. They use his, they use his senior photo. Okay, somebody like Trayvon Martin, they go straight to all of his, uh, they go straight to all of his Facebook photos. He was given the finger and stuff like that, and say, oh, he was wearing a hoodie. Oh, he was listening to hip hop, uh, and and the same thing goes with everybody else. Exactly, and they say, oh, you know, hip hip hop, this and that, and we're well, I'm gonna get to that a little bit in a a completely different episode. That's actually, I'm saving that for the Luke Cage episode uh, that I'm most likely gonna be doing with Josh. Oh, nice. Yeah, watch it. It's worth it. The three of us could totally get in on it. but uh, but but the whole point is that after um, you know after a cop gets killed, what happens? The person that kills them is a monster because guess what? You you're right. Cops do take that job knowing every day it could be their last. They're heroes, mm-hmm. okay. And every time a cop gets killed, that is another hero down, isn't it? Uh, you know they uh, it's it's terrible for everyone. It's terrible for the community. It's terrible for the families. Uh, and uh, and and right away justice is served, isn't it? They don't stop until they find the person that took that cop's life and, 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 and make sure that they are served justice. So guess what? Blue lives always mattered. The, the cops, nobody ever, no, a cop never got killed and somebody was like, oh yeah, but if you see on this Facebook photo, they were given the middle finger once. Or, oh, you know, this white cop got killed and he was listening to Irish step dancing music or country music. So, you know, that's why we should start profiling them. Uh, so... So that's my thing, and um, and just and Chappelle didn't mention anything about all lives matter, right? No, no, no. Okay, so I'm gonna save that for another time then, because we're still trying to stay on the Chappelle theme. Uh, did you? That, that was right. I mean, yeah, that was that was the big thing I wanted to talk about. Besides the uh, the other the other bit I really liked was when he talked about uh, and which is true, he really just got big and he got back in his hiatus and he got all his money, <laughs> and then uh, President Obama uh, got got elected, and Obama just like. He's like he just took all my money. I just yeah. got it, and then he, he made a he made a joke where he he's like um you know all of all of his black friends is like oh we're getting out of the country and he's like nah I'm enjoying these tax breaks and I was like I feel you Chappelle though like I 100 percent feel you. like I love America and Chappelle loves America too that's why he's gonna stay here he's gonna get his tax break he's gonna get his three Netflix specials I pray to God someone gives him a show uh, someone give this man he can come a back show. on Netflix 100 percent I, I want to I don't want that I want a weekly show I want topical Chappelle I don't want six months six week topical Chappelle I want topical Chappelle give me that give me two skits he doesn't need to bring back any of the characters it would be great if he did but give me topical Chappelle give him like a John Oliver type show. Where, where oh he, my god where he just gets a week and he does a whole monologue like I know that's tough for him to come up with material that was just a week but he doesn't need to do that just give me he had the election he had a great 12 minute monologue give me that have him talk to some people you know have him do a couple skits he's good at that too but give me weekly Chappelle give me monthly Chappelle I'll take monthly Chappelle of course that's give more something. Chappelle than we've had in yes. the past years right Alright, um, if you want to pull up your notes, I just want to bring up uh, my next part, which was um, uh, about his wardrobe choice. And it was something that I noticed. I don't have that. Yes, when I was when I was just watching it. He wore a general's uniform or, or some now I'm not I'm not the most well versed, okay, but he wore a uniform that, that looked like it was something from the military. His front left chest had his name there, okay, and his right shoulder where normally it would have like the American flag actually had the C from Chappelle's show. 
And if you look on it, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just like a pimped out, like a... Like a like suit a, jacket, Like a peacoat, right? yeah. Like no, a, if, you, if, you, if you look at it... Hold on, let me do this. Well, um, like, I, like, I know, I thought it was just like a, a, a peacoat. I, I didn't, like, I didn't get like a mil... Like, if you're talking like World War One, like, this, the, the coat went down to his knees. Not ready. Look at this. Um... Okay, like he has, you know, you see the multiple pockets there. Okay, I can see. You it's see like a, his name right like a, there. Okay, it's like a general's jacket. Exa- exactly, right? And then okay. on the top, you know, you see the yeah, okay. the the shoulder things where they hold like ribbons and stuff. So I think that was a statement right there, uh, and I think it, it was subtle, and I didn't even notice it the first time until I went I didn't back, notice it yeah, to make notes it. for it. Uh, so so yeah, I think that he was he was stating in his own way, even without saying a word, that he was a little bit more militant. And what was the color of his uniform? Black. black all black okay um he also had dog tags around his neck yep so i think that in its own way i mean and you could you could prove me wrong on this if you want you could you could, you no, could say I'm, something I'm else seeing it now. um that it was reminiscent of kind of a black panther-esque uh aura because uh you know black panthers they they were openly very militant right you know they had the berets and everything like that i think that it was more of a modern era do you see that or what <laughs> I don't know. I, I really thought Chappelle took a really peaceful stance, which is way different than what you saw from a lot of celebrities that aligned themselves with the Democratic and the Clinton campaign, where he was like, at the end, again, which I think we also need to talk about, he was like, listen, I'm going to give Donald Trump a chance, but he needs to give <laughs> the disenfranchised a chance too. But just the fact that you've actually heard someone who may or may not agree with him, like, I have to... I absolutely think Chappelle's in the same spot I am. Chappelle's looking at his bank account right now, like I'm gonna get these, I'm gonna get these tax cuts. I'm gonna be richer than I was before. Like he's looking at that, like that's a good thing. Like he's trying to see the positives in what is about to happen. But I, I didn't get like he's, you know, trying to be a militant or anything like that. I think he's just trying to say, hey, I'm gonna give him a chance. And if worse goes to worse, I'm just gonna go back mm-hmm. to Africa and take a hiatus. That's true. I, 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 I see that. His his wardrobe, I think it was a very on, subtle. Yeah, I and I think it was on purpose. It was a very um, how do you, how do you say uh, on purpose? It was a very uh, purposeful. Fine, let's go with that. It was a very of, it was a very deliberate move on oh, his beautiful. part to yes. to show what you know. He did it deliberately to show, hey, you know, maybe trying to do something. Here. I think he shows that he that he that he stands with that. Um, another thing. Uh, no, did you have anything else to bring up? No, I, actually... I, I didn't even have notes on that. Though. Great. All right. So I have a whole... Um, so <laughs> he was talking about how a lot of people were surprised. And he, yes. That... He, he said, I know whites. Yeah. <laughs> I know the whites, yeah, right? That's... What do you think he meant by that? Um, he, he knew that, you know, a lot of people were going to vote Trump. And he knew a lot of people didn't, you know, didn't like Hillary. He knew a lot of white people didn't want to vote for Hillary, which is very true. And, you know, I'll agree with him. He knew... He's seen it before. Chappelle's how old now? How many times have you seen it? This man lived through the war on drugs. This man lived mm-hmm. through everything and every, you know, thing that's made him... He lived up- through one Clinton camp. Uh, yeah. You know, like- like, he's been oppressed as a person for so long. He knew, he saw it happening. And, you know, he, he knew the true feelings of, again, some white people. Is he doing what I think other people are doing and generalizing everyone that is a Trump supporter? Absolutely. But when a lot of... Places in the United States agree with the fact that we need to build a wall. 
which is me sort of saying, okay, we need to fix immigration. He's just, you know, really getting hyperbolic there. He's getting way over the line of, instead of saying, hey, guys. You're saying Trump. Yeah. Okay. Trump was like, hey, guys, we need to calm down. We need to cut our borders down. We need to start worrying about America, which is something I agree with. America needs to worry about America. We can't mm -hmm. play, you know, Team America, World's Police anymore. We can't do that. Oh, we, we should put that on an episode, too. There's so much. <laughs> Team There's, America, World Police. So good that's here. exactly what it was. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, like, how I feel. Like, that was, he, he took... Trump saying, take care of America first. Yeah, he took, he took concepts that, simple concepts, overblew them, but people would, would grasp and go with, and... That was that was really that, but yeah, going back to it, yeah, I probably all the white people going to vote Trump in. Well, well, yeah, it's um, I think that uh, it's not part of the monologue, but it's later on in the show. He did a sketch with Chris Rock, yep. right? And he's sitting around with all of his white friends. Wait for and it. They all <laughs> they all lost their minds when Trump got elected. And I'll admit, I was among those people. Yeah, we were uh, texting the whole night. We were, we were we were like, what? Yeah. what is? Yeah, I fell asleep. I I went to sleep and I woke up to the news and I was um. I couldn't. You know, and I, and I, I was blown away just like them, and uh, and they said, yeah, well, of course, and they were like, oh, I guess there's still a lot of racism in America. Now, being a white person myself, I didn't even mention like where I'm coming from, like as a person. Yes, I am white. Uh, my father's side of the family is actually Dominican, so um, technically I'm a person of color, but I'm like Blade. You know, like, I have all the advantages of both sides. So, like, I can dance really well uh, when I'm drunk, and I could speak great Spanish and everything. And when you're drunk. Yes, when, especially when I'm drunk. And spit in, uh, spit in, Jesus. Uh, and fit in with the, uh, with, uh, with my family. But also, I'm a man. I'm white. You know, I don't have to worry about racial profiling and stuff like that. Whereas that's a whole other thing. You want to yeah. even see if that exists. In my opinion, it does. Uh, but... Yeah, Chris Rock and Chappelle, uh, you know, they, they were like, of course, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of racism in America. Now, what you were saying before, I want to just follow up on that. Is that to say that everyone voted, that voted for Trump is a racist or a sexist or an Islamophobe? I will say no. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you were coming from too, right? Yeah, there's a small, I don't know, I don't know the minority, I was going to say small minority. Just the fact that the only people that get publicized as Trump supporters are the people going around and you know, oh, I grabbed a girl by the chach and then screamed Trump, or you know, I, mm -hmm. you know, I was in an accident with with the minority and I said, oh, you're getting out of here because Trump's elected. That's the only people you're seeing. You're not seeing the people that do want to get their taxes lowered, the people that do want to start worrying about America's borders and start worrying about America and and a lot of the underlying themes that people kind of. Clinton yeah. to a little bit they were like mm, well I saw what Clinton did before I wasn't a fan of that and he's kind of said he wants to do stuff with America and I'll go with that mm -hmm. and then as I said before it goes back to if you said you supported Trump someone was gonna go down your throat and say well oh, you voted Trump you voted racist someone voted Trump because they voted quote-unquote America well yeah and uh you know my thing and you saw me post about this was that there, not everyone that voted for Trump is a racist, but after he got elected, you didn't see people marching through the streets going, all right, I'm going to have my manufacturing job back. He said that's, or yes, you know, uh, I can't wait for him to beat ISIS. You know, things are going to be safer for us. The KKK are the ones that organized it. The alt-right or the, the neo-Nazis are the ones that said, uh, okay, well, now, now is our time. And uh, I think that that came out of the woodworks a lot afterwards. That people didn't even know that they existed. They were hiding, I think. 
because those are the people that just post on social media. They're keyboard warriors. You know the dude that's going to the factory? He isn't on Facebook. He isn't on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. he's doing? He's in bed at 10 o'clock. He's getting ready to go to his factory job in the morning. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. He just wants to make sure his job is safe and America is safe. The dude posting on the internet, the little internet troll on whatever website he is, yeah, we're neo-Nazi, we're going to make America great again. Have them step up to a Blue Lives Matter cop and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's a thing where they're going to stand for you. You get a cop and you get one of those guys, someone's going to lose. Well, I think what a lot of people are worrying about, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, is that there are a good amount, I shouldn't even say a good amount, I don't have statistics, yeah. <laughs> but but there 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 is, is racism in, in, the, in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. There is white supremacy in law enforcement. Uh, there have been cops who have who have spoke out and said specifically that this is an us versus them mentality, and that they were told to target minorities. So I think the 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 fear would be that if if there is a KKK parade or a rally because Trump won, and 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 they start getting out of hand, will there be cops to you know to stop them? It's a serious question. How many how many KKK members do you think are in our state? And hours? Yeah. In New York? Yeah. How many real how many real people do you think would walk outside with the white robe and hood on and not expect to do it? People are gonna take the bus down from Harlem to come here and and, and kick some ass. Yeah. So And then they do that if they walk down my street right now, damn, I'm grabbing the kendo stick and just going out there. Yeah. Going going ham. That's I actually it. thought about that the other day. Like, <laughs> like you know, I would you know get up there with my Black like, power for Stephen I, I I think it's completely different where they're way in the minority and people aren't gonna stand for that. Like the people protesting Trump are way larger than the amount that I think a KKK would bring. Like it was literally like I saw the pictures online or something like that. Was it, it was South Carolina? I think it was. Where, where there was the parade and it was like twelve dudes. I think that was North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Yeah. I was like, that's twelve dudes. That's a basketball team. Uh, now, when you say how many legit members of the KKK are there in our state? Do you think like they have like membership cards? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think absolutely. they get discounts at certain businesses? Yeah, well, Do I mean, think, like, like I, I, back in the day, that's what would happen. Like members, like I want to know what the actual KKK membership consists of. But that, but that was something again. Another episode I'd love to talk to you this about with is just like, yeah, the KKK is evil. But people do stuff to live. Like, people join the KKK so the KKK wouldn't come down their house and beat them down. Similar to, you know, like the Hitler Youth and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like... You know, it's just a matter of... Uh, Yo, people join the Nazi... Self-preservation. Yeah, people join the fascist movement in Germany because they had to. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, just touching on this real quick. Uh, so, <laughs> he said he's uh, he's worried about Omarosa. Did, did you get that I reference? I didn't get that or, reference. I Googled it real quick. Omarosa was a, was a contestant on The Apprentice. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't watch it, so maybe there was some sort of falling out between her and, and she was black. The, the fact And still is. <laughs> the fact that you can just trace this man back to the dumbest thing. Like, oh, this man <laughs> had his own reality show. This man got stone cold stunned by Steve Austin. This man shaved another man. That's no light don't, okay? Because... <laughs> The, nobody sells it like The Rock, and if he became the president in 2020, I would I would honestly vote Dwayne Johnson. I'm being 100 percent serious. Depending on who he's running against, but I would vote Dwayne Johnson. Do you even know his political? But are you saying that because he's just Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or you know his political stance? I'm saying that because I also know his he he's humbled. You know, he told a story about when he had only 14 dollars in his pocket, 
and that was you know that was all he had you know he of course he did come from a dynasty as far as uh you know wrestling superstars he was third generation but uh, you know, he he tried something else. He went to you know he went to play ball uh, football, football first, and it didn't work out. Around. And he worked his way up. You know, he was and also the man has a thick skin. Okay, you could tweet at him and talk shit to him, and I don't think he'll make a huge deal that's, out of it. That's you know? another thing. President's got to get off Twitter. Oh my God. President's got to get off every social media in the history of the world. I don't care who you are. Just put like White House at Twitter dot com. President says Merry Christmas, fam. That's it. Boom. President says. <laughs> President says Happy Hanukkah. Bam. President's about to have a news conference and let the man speak on words. I don't want to see the president of the United States tweeting. I don't want to see him on Facebook. You want to see him speaking? Hey, I don't want to see him on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to. Cause, man, when I get on Twitter and I'm drunk, I say some dumb stuff. Oh yes. And I know when Donald Trump on the on the plane flying somewhere, he's having a few cocktails. He's gonna be like. Man, I really wish I had some Cheetos. Do I really want my president saying that on Twitter? I mean, some people might. It's kind of relatable, you know. It's, <laughs> but I'm saying it's not, not like that. But like, but yeah, that was a reference for something like well, completely different. Like, well, oh man, I really wish I got rid of all the Mexicans. Or exactly. Like that. Like, I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. say that. I was, yeah. I was using like, I really wish I which had is, some Cheetos. Which is, which is relatable to some people, and I think that's the problem. People are like, you know what? Yes, I wish you would have got all the South Park member berries. Remember when there were? You say, you say. Remember when there weren't so many Mexicans? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and then, you know, Chappelle also talks about, uh, you know, he says, oh, white people are furious, um, you know, and that, that there were riots in Portland, Oregon. Uh, what, what I got out of that was now there are a lot of people that are affected. Even if you're white, you could still be a woman. You could still be of the LBGT community. Okay, you could still be a white Muslim. I mean, you won't get profiled as it, but, you know, because let, let's be real, it's pretty much just a visual thing. Uh, but I think that now that they are in the minority, now that they are affected, now they're furious. Have you seen that with with people you know at all, or, or have you experienced that at all? Well, yeah, I just, there, you know, again, my social media, there are some people of the LGBT that are like, they're worried because, you know, they finally have a lot of, quote unquote, rights. Like, they do have the right to get married, and they do have the right to... You know, get all their health care sorted out, a lot of benefits that come with marriage, and a lot of benefits of just being able to go out in public and not be scrutinized. And I feel like they're not saying that, but that's the real right they are worried about is being out in the open and not getting scrutinized. Like, they could talk about marriage all they want, but they don't want to have to go down the street and worry about being heckled. I feel like that is a big point for them and that's something that they're they're really hiding because they're like oh they're you know they're gonna take away our marriage and like and with that they're taking away your right to be out in public well yeah because you know if two men or two women are walking down the street holding hands let's be real two men i think that it's a lot more acceptable uh for two women to be holding hands because you know like my father uh he he's been very homophobic and and i've spoken to him about it i've been like oh well you know you like He's watched lesbian porn. All right, that's, that's like his different. big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And don't ask me how I know that. That's a whole other issue. Every um, every, every, every straight male has watched yeah. some sort of lesbian porn well, at some point. Well, yeah, but you know, like I mean, I like to watch it when there's at least a guy in between. You know, and yeah, yeah. We you know, to talk about that. well, because like, where do you see yourself in there? You know, you don't <laughs> want to like just vaginas is cool and all. But anyway, point is, is that I'm like, okay, well, why are you okay when it's two women? And he's like, oh, well, you can't relate two beautiful women to two men. When you have two men that may be walking down the street together, they may be worried about 
how they're going to be viewed. And you said before being heckled, but it's not just about being heckled, it's about being harassed, it's about being attacked. And we have to keep our eyes open for stuff like that. There was the one gentleman after Trump's election that came out and said that he got attacked uh, and, and someone hit him in the head with a beer bottle and then he fell down, there was blood all over his face. Did you see that or no? Uh, yeah, and then that turned out to be fake, if I'm not mistaken, which is another whole thing that's going on in the internet. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently there was a CNN in Boston that allegedly aired hardcore trans porn <laughs> for 30 minutes. And it's just based off this one woman's tweet. And she just had a picture of... Of like, two people on the couch laughing or no? No, no, no. It, it's oh. just it on the bottom. It says the show that was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was called. It's something different angles or something new. I forgot okay, what it okay. was. And it was just like you know, just a still of porn. And in my head, the first thing I thought was Photoshop. Like unless you have like you have a phone, she she clearly paused the TV to take that photo. I'm assuming. So you have DVR, go back and then record it. Because I would be a million. I would sell that video to CNN in six seconds. Get my yeah. 10 grand cash out, baby. Well, yeah, you know, blackmail them. Uh, that's, you know, another thing that you just have to stay on the lookout for, not only during the election cycle, but especially after, is just keep your eye out for fake news. Keep your eye out for propaganda because there's a lot of it coming from the right. And guess what? I've seen a lot of it coming from the left. And now I, I stop everything and I'm like, okay. What news site is that from? Let me check. Let me go to Snopes. Let me look it up and see what other news sites, uh, if there yeah. are any, that are feeding the same thing. I feel like you're lucky because you haven't. I, you're going to get into it one day, but you haven't really delved into Reddit. And then once, <laughs> once you go down the Reddit rabbit hole, you will fig, you will see how much fake stuff is on the internet. It is just so bad. There is a so many things I don't want to talk about because it's not worth my breath. That's but, fair. There's, like, even with, like, like I go on Reddit for, like, hockey stuff. People create fake Twitters to make fake news to post onto Reddit to get this fake internet currency of karma. And they're, like, I'll be on, like, the hockey subreddit, and they'll be, like, oh, the Islanders traded, you know, this guy for this guy. Here's this Twitter. And, like, just, like, even on Twitter, you just got to look for the check mark. You know, look for the check mark and look for stuff that looks credible for people that have reported stuff before, even if they're not at a... A mainstream media site anymore if they're not like a Fox or an NBC or a CNN like as long as they reported on something they're credible to me yeah and it's and that's just sports yeah which no offense to people that are really into sports but imagine now it's oh uh, ISIS has nukes pointed at us something like that yeah and then people are losing their minds and it's, and it's one tweet from one account it's not like multiple people reported this it was just like they saw this tweet, and then people were like, ha-ha, CNN mm-hmm. uh, aired porn. And then on Twitter, you have the trending, so then that started trending in that in Boston on Twitter. And then once people start trending, people just, you know, obviously, you, something's trending. You want to get your tweets out there. You want to get a couple likes, maybe a retweet, yes. get stuff out there. You never know when you're going to tweet something that gets 100 retweets, and then, you know... Boom, now you're internet famous. Now you're like the 14-year-old that has a million Twitter followers because he's on Vine or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good point. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Chappelle did a thing where he was talking about Trump and he's staying in the Trump Hotel. <laughs> and he has a great, uh, he's like, he has a great hotel. I start my morning off. The maid comes in. I grab a handful of pussy. He even says uh, he's sorry to the, uh, the SNL uh, producer. 
for uh, Lauren for uh, saying the word pussy because I'm pretty sure they got fined for that. I'm not exactly mm. sure. Is that Lauren Michaels? Yeah, Lauren Michaels. Oh, yeah, sorry. There you go. 30 yeah. Rock. Yeah. Uh, big into 30 Rock. That's yeah, all I um, he, he does that for SNL, and I'm pretty sure that he also, when he dropped it, when he dropped an M-bomb, I'm pretty sure they got fined for that. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, like, okay, so he they got fined for him saying pussy. Now, do they get fined for him saying the N-word, or is it cool because he's Chappelle and no, he's black? Like, no. It's, <laughs> I, I, they were, there was, we have, we have another, well, I have a friend, semi-mutual to you, uh, Diddles, okay. who, uh, we were, we were talking about that, yeah, and he was like, in this. shout out Diddles, <laughs> shout out to Diddles, uh, um, he, he was talking about, it. he's like, yeah, NBC didn't care because they made so much money that the fines would have been negligible, and it's just, it's not even the Chappelle show, it's, it's anyone, and the fact that when they found out they were getting Chappelle on the show, they're like, do whatever you want. Well, of course, yeah. He's, he he said the N-word like five times. Yeah. You know, which uh, I won't get fined personally, but I'm not a huge fan of using it, so yeah. I'll wait till we have Josh on, <laughs> yeah. uh, in which he is black and he can say it as often <laughs> as he wants. Yeah, but, uh, and then that made me think, which again, I think I talked about before, yes. was if the president says it, does that, you know, are, is our gen, well, especially, I feel like my generation, people out there that support him, if he says it, I feel like people are going to do it. They're going to be like, oh, well, you know, President-elect said you got to go and grab girls by the chotch. And I'm going to be like, I, I, don't, I don't, what if he said, you know, every male's got to cut their wiener off? And, you know, like, what if, what if Melania came out and said, you know, you know, I, guys got to do this? And I, bad opinion here, I feel like she's going to be the voice of reason here. Uh, unfortunately, that may be the case. I'm really glad you mentioned cutting your wiener. Because a, a, a comparison that I made, that it's not the greatest comparison, a lot of people would say it's sacrilegious, right? Is Trump's message, maybe we gotta be safe, we gotta put America first. A lot of the stuff he said can be easily misinterpreted by people who are looking to do bad things, right? And that's why you have your white nationalists coming out. Okay, that's why you have your anti-LGBT... Uh, I'm not even going to say anti-LGBT. Homophobic, hateful people. Okay? If he says, listen, you got to call terrorism by what it is. You have to say radical Islamic terrorism. I'm going to say, if you have radical Christian terrorism... That's... They're going to they're gonna find a way to make... To take something that has a good intentions and make it bad. When you think of every religious text, right? There are always people that take a good message and they make it bad. My relation was cutting wiener circumcision. Yeah. Some people believe it's original belief, you know. Uh, but but I, I and I think that's the biggest problem. That's what I've been fearful of too, because I I've told you I have family who's Dominican, I have family who are Latina, and uh, and I'm not worried about Trump being like, all right, we're gonna take away this person's rights, we're gonna uh, you know put a restriction on these kinds of people doing these kinds of things. But it's the people who follow that will say, okay. What he wants me to do is to go out and start lynching round up, again. Yeah, round up, round up all the minorities, get them in one big circle, and then, you know, do all this. Light them on fire. Like, who knows? And it looks like that's going to be all for today of Politipop Podcast's first premiere giant-sized episode. Turns out we can talk for a lot longer than we thought we could about an 11-and-a-half-minute monologue. Thank you so much for joining us so far. If you've happened to enjoy what, you, uh, what you've listened to so far... Please feel free to tune in for episode 1.5, the second half of our first episode. For now, this is us signing off.